0: Glad you're here. Glory, thank you. No? That's a question. Are you glad you're here? Yes! Okay, good. I'm glad you're here as well. Let's pray together and then we'll begin. Father in heaven, thank you for your kindness to us. Thank you for demonstrating your amazing love for us, claiming us from ourselves and our love of sin, and growing us in your love, as we grow in love for your Son and our Savior. Shape us now, we pray, into a greater conformity to Jesus Christ, with great friendships and fellowship. I ask this in the matchless name of King Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right, I'd like to begin by asking you a, a question, and I'd like you to speak freely. I'd like to offer you a vacation. I'd like to provide you with a vacation anywhere you want to go. You can do anything you want. Money is no option. That got (laughs) When Wherever you imagine where you're going to go. Think about what you want to do. You can have just don't worry about money at all just, just go no restrictions as a matter of fact no one is even going to know what you're doing you can do whatever you want what would you do where would you go and so I don't want you to answer these questions out loud I'm not a fan of Star Trek. I do remember it on television in the 1960s. Uh, But over the years, something was added by Gene Roddenberry and then it was developed, I think, in the later things. I'm not sure what it is, so maybe you can help me. I think it's called a holodeck. Does anybody know what that is? Anybody heard of Anybody like Star Trek in here? Anybody's willing to admit that you like Star Trek? Does anybody know what it is? What is it? It's a teleporter. Is it a teleporter? Is it not? I'm not sure that it is. A teleporter. What's that? That's the beam me up Scotty thing, yeah. So, what, what is it? Does anybody know? Wow. I think it's the kind of thing where officers could go in and they could recreate in hologram images, a particular scene or a setting, and it was supposed to help them in training. But other people would go in and have their own fantasy island. They would just go in and they would, whatever they imagined, whatever they would fantasize, they'd go in and woo-hoo, they'd have their own vacation on board. Uh, that's a bit of an issue. It reminds me of the 1950 story by Ray Bradbury called The Nursery in his collection, The Belt. You, ever walk, you can listen to that, it's weird. Um... <laughs> Danny Sea Island was a horrible TV show in the years gone by. So anyway, my question is, if you could go do anything you want, anywhere you want, without any restrictions, monetarily, or somebody peering over your shoulder, what would you do? So, the title of my talk is, do whatever you want. That's the title of my talk. You're what? If Pastor Booth said this last night, during time, just go do whatever you want. I went, like, is that wise to say that? I have a concern and uh, some of these concerns will not apply to you now, some of them will. Under the label of Christian liberty according to some Christians particularly those in the Reformed camp an unsanctified freedom has broken loose in the vineyard unsanctified freedom has broken loose in the vineyard. I've been in the CRE, then it became the CREC, since 1998. And I've seen the joyous embrace of people coming out of various other traditions, entering the Reformed world, entering the CREC, and then all of a sudden... Shackles are falling off and restraints are gone and freedom is present. Christian liberty is on steroids. And I have seen my share of abuses. I'd like to show you, without naming names, there have been a number of very bad testimonies. Um, a great deal of overconsumption of booze, smoking as if one is a chimney, and vile language. Now in all of this there are gifts from God. I, like you, read the Bible. Psalm one hundred four fifteen says that God gave wine to make glad the heart of man and woman. Um, Just cheering. I I enjoy scotch, and I enjoy mermin, and I enjoy beer. But every godly man and woman that I've met, why is it that they can have an entire cabinet of scotch and not drink it all at one time? Why is that? But so these are gifts from God. Smoking. How is that a gift? Well, um, there, there's a gift of Christian freedom. And so we goes, well, what about language? Uh, let no unwholesome word proceed out of your mouth. And yet some people, in the name of Luther, get all provocative with their mouths. And They think that they can do this because they can do it. And you know what? They can. So there are gifts from the Lord. We have learned that we are not saved by the words that come out of my mouth. And so some people have gone a little loosey-goosey with their verbiage. These are my concerns. I will call it Christian liberty on steroids. I've met... Christians in the CREC that think it's okay to drug up. Well my parents drink quite a bit. We've learned the joys of Christian liberty. So I'm gonna start snorting some lines. I'm gonna start popping. There's a new libertinism. Some of these things apply to you right now. Oh, by the way, let me go ahead and just get after it. Some young men and young women think that because of Christian liberty, I can go ahead and have an unguarded mind to go along with my unguarded tongue. And I can look at and think about whatever I want. And they never realize that her steps are leading you to shield. And it feels so good. A new Christian libertinism is a concern of mine. It's wrapped in Christian verbiage. It travels along with a Christian bumper sticker. And oftentimes I think we are trying to Christianize something by adding a chapel service to our filth. We want to baptize our passions. We want to baptize our passions. You know what? Jesus will forgive me. That is one of the responses of the Lord. But it's also possible to become so callous, so jaded, so deadened. If you don't really give a rip in the future, you're forgiven. I've seen that. It is true that as you mature, you can let loose. I would expect that when you men, you women, mature, I'd like to be able to see you, Do whatever you want. The mature can't let loose. But with little or no restraint right now, we may not be as mature as we think we are. Maturity is found in boundaries. Maturity is found in restraint. Maturity is found in right use. And this doesn't happen overnight. Pastor Jeffrey last night referred to self-control. This is part of what I'm speaking about today. Go ahead and do whatever you want. Go ahead. I want to see the fruit of the Spirit, which includes not His love, and, joy and peace and patience, kindness, His goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. I want to see self-control. You know what, I could do a karate kid, wax on and wax off about the Greek words for self control and a sound mind. And you can go, So what, jerk? Do you demonstrate any self control? We can sure throw the Christian verbiage around and go, You know, I received a little note in, in the mail about a month ago, a little boy in the church, so excited in front of his parents, and he says, Mom and Dad, we get to eat all of the fruit of the Spirit. (laughs) That just made me smile. You get to eat all of the fruit. And you know what? He was reflecting a garden mentality. All of the trees are given to you for food. All of them. And they will be for food after you demonstrate maturity. But for the time being, not that one. Restraint was from the beginning of the Bible. And if I was to say to you right now, don't think of what pink elephants. Just for you to process it, you'd be thinking about pink elephants. Don't think about pink elephants. So I say to you, where's your restraint? Where's your self-control? Where's your sound mind? And how do you get it? So I've told you a little bit about my concern over the years. I've seen it. And so... I have been too close and involved in some of these excesses personally. And the right response is to stop. So, if somebody's gathering in our church and they've got a fine bottle of scotch or whiskey out there, the whole congregation is gathered, Pastor Hill, would you like some? Sometimes I'll say no. Oftentimes I say no. You know why? Because I can. When's the last time <clears throat> you practice saying no? Don't think this is going to come overnight. Don't think that Joseph knew to flee from Potiphar's wife because he waited for the moment to fire. You know, he's practice. Sometimes he was practiced and trained through great disappointment. Mockery of brothers. Spend a little bit of time in the prison with false accusations. Wonder what's true. You're going to get out, second in command, woo-hoo in the superpower of Egypt. And she comes on and come on, baby, light my fire. And he scrams. When did that happen? When was he trained to do that? I'm like, so, again, do whatever you want. I um, want you do whatever you want. But I'm very concerned if, I was to, if we were to have an open, honest dialogue, like you go visit with Pastor Booth or... Uh, assistant to the pastor, Elder Roy Bradley, visit with Pastor Hattie, visit with Pastor Jeffrey, sit down and honestly tell them, this is what I really want to do. Tell them the truth. Mention the garden, mention maturity, and you know what? Babies pretty much do whatever they want to do. They squall, they scream, they soil themselves eat, And their babies, toddlers, still act like that. They still they want to do whatever they want to do. Teenagers think life's not worth much if they can't do whatever they want to do. And it's true for young adults too. Young adults, some of you are quite accomplished. You're you're in your studies, you're in a form of employ, and some of you might be thinking this I can't wait till I get out of this garbage job, finish my studies, and get my real job, and then life's going to begin. I'm going to be able to do whatever I want to do. Think back to just a few years ago. All of a sudden, you were given greater and greater liberties. Your parents were letting you do things. Some of you received a driver's license. You know. I'm free now. <laughs> Woohoo! And you're out. Some of your parents have allowed you to do things that other parents didn't allow your friends to do. And you're learning freedoms. You're learning liberties. Hmm. Some people think that, you know what? <clears throat> I've got issues with this, or with this, or with my pachones. When I get married, woohoo! I'm going to just, it's all going to be fixed. And I've had to tell young, engaged couples, and um, some of you might become engaged here, I don't know, someday. Um, If you enter marriage as a bag of lust, you're likely going to be bringing that bag with you. If you enter marriage filled with bitterness, you're probably going to bring that into marriage with you. Popping a ring on your finger is not going to change your heart of bitterness. So, where do you practice restraint from your bitterness? Where do you practice restraint with your lusts? It should have begun years ago. And if it didn't, start today. So, do whatever you want. My concern is, what do you want to do? The investment in your future includes doing and not doing. I'm just going to reference a bunch of passages right now. I can give you these passages later, and then later on I'm going to end with one passage for you. But here we are. 1 Thessalonians 5.22 Abstain from every form of evil. Abstain. Literally means have away from. Him. Have away from. Him. Just literally abstain from every form of evil. What is evil? First Timothy 2.15. Yeah, curious passage. Women shall be preserved through the bearing of the child if they continue in faith and love and sanctity with self restraint. Expected. Matter of fact, elders are to be those who. We just manage their own household. Well, what did they learn that? Do it yourself. Why is it that the liquor cabinet doesn't need to have a lock on it? People go, well, I'm going to put a lock on that thing, home. my kids, don't get in the barn. Train the kids. Through your own example. And if you don't have it now, guess what you're bringing to your marriage and to your children in the future. I remember before our first child was born, there was a thing that you know, people would have these little plastic cabinet blocks that would close it and it up on and little child couldn't figure it out. There was also these magnetic ones. There's these little mini uh, cabinet knobs. And all you had to do was wave the cabinet knob in front and release the magnet for a few seconds. You could open your door. For knives, because you don't want the children to get in and stab with the brother By the way, I'm stabbed once in the face. Um, I should tell you that story later, John. Right up the cheek, Uh, the knife went between the dermis and the epidermis. But anyway, and it just dangled there, dangling. But anyway, uh, (laughs) uh, elders are not supposed to be addicted to wine, and even that they're supposed to show control with their mouths, and they're supposed to show control with their they're not supposed to be quarrelsome. They're not supposed to be always picking a fight. Gentleness needs to be present in the pastorate. And you, we've got to stop viewing one another as adversaries. That's what the devil does. The devils devil is the accuser of the brother. Um... uh, 2 Timothy 2.19 The firm foundation of God stands and has this seal. The Lord knows those who are His and let everyone who names the name of the Lord abstain from wickedness. I'm going to end soon. I mentioned to you Psalm 119.101 I have restrained my feet from every evil way so that I might keep your word. You ever notice how stupidity increases the more you do stupid things? You can't dig yourself out of that hole. I've kept myself from every evil way so that I might keep your word. I want to ask you, what now? What are you going to do? I'm concerned for your future. You ought to be more concerned for your testimony. Where do you need to tap the brakes? Where do you need to start practicing some self-restraint? So I'd like to end with a few conclusion suggestions for you. And then we're going to have a open Q&A where I can be assisted by these fellow pastors who have dealt with this in other contexts and so they're going to have wisdom that I will probably never have. Sometimes people get, are you saying just stop? Kind of. Kind of, yeah. Um, What now? I'm going to Start by saying this. Start by stopping. (laughs) By not doing some things. Some things need to be put off. From Ephesians 4, Lay aside, leaving aside. Do not give the devil an opportunity. No longer steal. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. A whole bunch of stop-its and don'ts. (laughs) Put it. Lay it off. Put it aside. Some of you need to start with this. Actually, we all need to start with this. I'm going to reference Joseph and Potiphar's wife once again. Leave the garment with Potiphar's wife. Leave. And you're going to go, well, somebody might know that that's my sweatshirt. I don't give a rip if they know it's your sweatshirt. It's not going to look good. Well, it's going to look good for you to stay there? Let her give it to her husband or send it to the thrift store. Leave the garment and get away. What about your eyes? How not raise this thing. Psalm 101, verse 3. I will set no worthless thing before my eyes. at It's the last time you just turned it off. I'm amazed. So many young people cannot think without music or without their phones. I, um, you know, you go to the restaurant, somebody, they've yeah, oh, always got this thing in there, right there by the and so they can feel it. Mm, mm. Uh, so they're, they're working away What was that? Um, <laughs> I think I need to end. <laughs> uh, set no worthless thing before your eyes. Some I'm concerned, and some of us don't even know what a worthless thing is. And you know what? You're going to grow in recognizing worthless nets, you're going to grow. 1 Peter 2.11 Abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. So the first thing I want you to do is start by stopping. Some things you need to just put off, lay aside, get rid of. Stop it, quit it, cut it out now. That's the first thing. And by the way, you know what these are. I don't need to sit down and have a little private powwow with you. I'm willing to have that. You can chat with me if you want. Uh, with regard to Things like drink. Why is it that in say five years, ten years, some years you, I want another, and I want another, I want another, and then next thing you know, you're going to be this, you're going to be known for being that, you know, tipper. Um, set your mind now that you're going to be a man or a woman of restraint, of self-control. So start by not doing something. Next, you already know how to not do certain things. You already know how to not do certain things. Some of you know how to quit doing the dishes. Some of you know how to quit doing laundry. Some of you know how to quit doing your homework. Some of you know how to quit being kind. Some of you know how to quit paying attention to the Word of God. But I wonder, can some people actually stop the Netflix haze and the YouTube spelunking? And by the way, I enjoy all so many different kinds of music. Um, some people are, would probably be offended by some of the hippie music I still listen to. <laughs> So you already know how to quit certain things. You already know how to do this. But some people don't even know how to stop gossiping. If it's none of your business, don't hear it. If you don't have a right to know or need to know, don't know. I love you so much that I don't want to talk about this. And by the way, you may very well say... And by the way, back in, the, in the years gone by, when I would encounter somebody who was not in Christ, and I would be presenting Christ to this person, one of the conversations I recall having with a, a fellow named is he said, I don't need your Christianity stuff. He says, I'm doing just fine. And, I, and we got to the point of sin, and because he, he would regularly point out things that are wrong. I said, Do you think there are things that are wrong? He Yeah, many things that are wrong. I said, Do you ever do things that are wrong? He goes, Yeah. I said, I've got something I want you to think about and do for the next week. We work together at Costco. I said, I'd like you to stop doing that. He came back a week later and I could not stop. I couldn't stop. And I said, You need help from outside of you. He said, I do. I cannot stop. start by putting some things off. You already know how to stop. And here's the thing. You cannot say to me, well, I can't abstain from fleshly lusts. Well, maybe you can't because you're out of practice. Or maybe you can't because you don't have the Spirit of God empowering you. You're children of God? You have the Spirit of God. You have no excuse. Again, Pastor Jeffrey referenced it last night. You have been given... All things pertaining to life and godliness. 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 6 includes self-control. You can't say, Oh, you didn't do enough for me. Well, you've been given everything pertaining to life and godliness. Everything. Start small and achieve some small victories. Okay? Start small. You know what you're going to find? You're going to start developing some muscle memory or some sanctified practices. I'd like you now to hear this passage again for the very first time. You can look at this later but I want you to hear it because God's word is meant to be heard. Ready? Because of all of this do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey its lusts. Do not go on presenting the members the instruments of your body as instruments of unrighteousness. But present yourselves to God as those who are alive in the dead and in numbers as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not have mastery over you. For you are not under law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin so that grace may increase? Do you not know that when you present yourselves to someone as slaves for obedience, you are slaves of the one to whom you obey, either of sin resulting in death, or of obedience resulting in righteousness. But thanks be God. But though you were slaves of sin, you became obedient from the heart, that form of teaching to which you were committed and having been freed from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. Romans 6, 12-18 What does it look like to be a slave of righteousness? Certain things that I don't do, certain things that I do perform. So I'm going to end with this question. What area or areas do you need to attend to Is it a matter of what you look at? Is it a matter that you need to have your passion shaped? Is it that you need to start pursuing a what I'm going to call a replacement ethic? Not replacement theology, but a replacement ethic. No longer do this, but do this. Years ago, somebody asked me, I'm having a hard time. Oh, I've got lust. It's just a bag of lust, like squalling cats in my head and heart. Um... And I, and I look at somebody and i just... Uh, what do I do? I said, have you ever looked at that person and thought of that person as a child of our Heavenly Father and lifting her hands in praise and singing the doxology? Replace. Let no unwholesome word proceed out of your mouth, but rather such as is good for necessary edification. Let him who stole steal no more, but do something with his or her hands so that you may provide something for those who are in need. What about your time usage? When do you get to sleep? Do you sleep too long? Do you have too much free time or loose time? Are you a Netflix binge monster? What about your idle time? Do you have any goals? And by the way, beware of just busy work. What about your intakes? Who are your influences? Who do you hang around? By the way, one of the wonderful things about you, and you you bless my dear friend, Dustin, every year Gloria St. comes around, you are a blessing to this man. Because, and he told me this the other day again, you have energy. You have energy. We're basically decrepit. <laughs> <laughs> so, one of us more than the other. Uh, <laughs> uh, 1 John two says, "Young men, you are strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the evil one." I'd love to see that about every young man, young man, and young woman in here. You are strong. if the word of God to abide in you. To overcome the evil. One. So, who are your influences? Anyway, I think I've. As with some of my sermons, I'm just going to fade out like a 1970s rock song. I think I'm going to So, it's time to get to work. And. So.